Hi, I'm Marshall Ramsey. For years, I've drawn the most interesting people in Mississippi. Now, I get to interview them, too. Welcome to Conversations Podcast, where I sit down with the famous and folks who should be famous, and we just talk. What if I told you there was someone waiting in the wings who could one day fix some of Mississippi's economic problems? It's a pretty lofty statement, but if anyone could do it, today's guest just might be that person. Noah Barbieri just graduated from Millsaps College in Jackson with an astonishing academic record, and his future plans are equally ambitious. Noah, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, I'm delighted to be here. I'm glad we caught you because you're a busy man. You're about to head to England. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, what about a nice six thing. weeks. Yeah. yeah, and it's not just for a vacation, of course. You're a Rhodes Scholar. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, Millsaps, where you graduated mm -hmm. from, um, what, they've had seven total in three, or two in the last three years. That's correct, three yeah. in the last 12. Three in the last 12, too. Yeah. Wow. One of them, uh, I think a lot of people in Mississippi might know, that is our current auditor, Shad White. Yeah, yeah, he went, he went to the University of Mississippi, but he's, yeah. he's okay. in the same group as us. Okay, yeah. so yeah, but also a Truman Scholar, which you are, yeah, too. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, and of course, Kenneth Townsend went to Millsaps, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, Professor Townsend's been yeah. my mentor since high school. Professor Townsend, that sounds yeah. so official. Yeah. But great guy, and a big reason, you were up, up in the Tupelo area, Belden is a, a suburb kind of, of Tupelo. Yeah, I that's guess. correct. It's in Pontotoc County, right outside of Tupelo. Yeah, definitely. It's where you grew up. And I really, honestly, I want to know a little bit about your childhood because your parents did something right. Something obviously went very well. Were, do you remember like reading at a very early age or what, what was the process to help get you to where yeah. you ended up where you are now? Yeah, I think there was a couple things that I point towards getting me onto the path to, to where I am today from be, to being a Rhodes Scholar. Um, I was homeschooled, actually, until the, yeah. the seventh grade. Um, okay. My sister was born with a rare heart condition, um, and so she was very, she couldn't get sick. So I yeah. couldn't go to public school oh, wow. to bring these services yeah. back home. Uh, so my mom homeschooled me until the, until the seventh grade. Um, and there I was really allowed to explore the world. Mm -hmm. I watched lots of Discovery Channel and History Channel. And I really hadn't found my love of books at that point. Yeah. Um, but I was born with a chest deformity, uh, with, a, with a health problem as well as my sister. Yeah. Um, and during my eighth grade year of high school to fix this chest problem where my chest was caving in, they had to put a metal bar, a 14-inch oh, metal wow. bar, all the way across my chest yeah. uh, to pop it out. And the bar was located between my ribs and my lungs. And mm -hmm. I loved playing sports. That's, that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted yeah. to play all the high school sports that I could. Um, and at that moment, I couldn't. And because of the location of the bar, mm -hmm. the thing that hurt worse in the entire world was to laugh. I mean, if you tell me to laugh, it's just going to be in complete agony. So, like, being around goofy seventh graders, yeah. I mean, I just with, really withdrew from the world. And at this point, I can't believe I made this decision, but I decided to read a book a week uh, from that point on. And I did. I mean, I was... I was exploring the seas with Melville and mm -hmm. in, in Mississippi with William Faulkner. And I, I really contribute those two things to really where I am today. Yeah, it just kind of lit a fire at that point, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. I was just absolutely, and that's kind of when I started really falling in love in Mississippi and seeing it. Mm -hmm. um, I still have a big map of Yachna Patafa County, um, Faulkner's you know, <laughs> that's fictional right. county. That's right. And North Mississippi on my wall at home. I did a cartoon one time with the tornado warning with the county on there. And it's always funny to see who in the audience gets gets where that is. Yeah, a lot absolutely. of people are looking at it going, is that near Yazoo? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a Faulkner thing. Yeah, okay. if, you, if you cut off Lafayette County, you exactly. can get most of Yachna Patafa. Exactly. You actually had ambitions in high school to be a Truman and a Rhodes Scholar, which I would dare to say a lot of kids in high school don't know about either program. How did you, how did you find out about it, and how did you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do when I get to college. Yeah, I was, um, as I was reading a lot, you know, I was coming across these people over and over again who were Rhodes Scholars, um, who had done big things in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, the most famous Rhodes Scholar, Bill Clinton. Yeah, um, he, Rob, he did a few things. Yeah, a few things, yeah. Robert Reichs, and 
a whole slew of other people. Um, and I was looking around to figure out where I wanted to go to college. Um, and I visited Millsaps and found out that one of the professor, Kenneth Townsend, yeah. uh, was a Rhodes Scholar and a Truman Scholar. And I remember talking to him about that. And he called me when I was a, when I was a senior in high school. And I'd already deposited at a different school. I'm not yeah. going to say which one. Um, he called me and said, you know what? I think if you come to Millsaps, you have a, a great chance of getting an interview for the Truman and the Rhodes. And you could perhaps get it one day. If well, you, you know, if you studying, I mean, it. studying your career and studying what you did in college, it really did seem to be a perfect pathway. And I guess when somebody who calls you has done it, yeah. that kind of that is very convincing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Started started day one under him. And I really fell in love with the, the classwork I did at Millsaps. Yeah. I studied economics, philosophy, and math. Yeah, okay, let's, of, let's back up for a second. Yeah. You got three majors. Yeah, well, I, it, was, yeah. it was three, and at the last moment, I decided not to take the math final exam, so I okay. ended up just getting a math minor. But okay. Yeah, I had, had just about all the classes for that one, too. Wow, but why that combination of the three? Yeah, so I came in planning on being an economics major, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I kind of stayed with through the whole time. Uh, but my freshman year at Millsaps, I took a philosophy class and really fell in love with it and really saw, like, the critical thinking skills, I mean, you know, the different ways to think about the world. So I just right. kept taking class after class and just ended up with a with a philosophy major. And then to be good at economics, you've got to take a lot of math classes. Right. And I also in, really enjoyed math. So, But, I mean, knowing what I know about government and about politics and so forth, I mean, that's a great combination Yeah, to have, you know, so, I mean, you get both sides of the brain engaged mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, absolutely. Like sometimes, like it was, I was in conflict with myself using the <laughs> economic side of my brain and then switching over 30 minutes later to, in my philosophy class, uh, but really, really melding those. And I'm, I hope that I can leverage those to, you know, make a difference one day somehow. Yeah. And, and I think that desire to make a difference was really, really, um, was kind of born your freshman year, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Tell us about where you volunteered because you spent a lot of time doing something that normally, I guess, an economic major wouldn't do. Yeah, my, my freshman year, I got into this program at Millsaps called Wellspring mm-hmm. where you get involved in the community and you get some class credit for it. We had, to, we had to work 50 hours a semester at a site. Yeah. And I got paired with Brown Elementary School um, right behind Millsaps. Yeah. And really seeing what I saw at that school really, really set me on a path. Um, and I, I really began to see how much inequality there is in Mississippi right. and how and how disparate some of these communities and the circumstances they're living in and how difficult it is um, for many Mississippians to, to succeed and to do anything like what, I, what I've been able to do, um, the fortunes that I've been giving. Right. Um, I, I worked in a third grade class kind of as a teaching and like a reading assistant, like I would help grade papers but then, and then chat with the children. But I, the conditions that I saw there, I mean, there, wasn't, yeah. there wasn't locks on the schools. During the summer, the air conditioner wasn't working. Right. Um, and, and a lot, a lot of these kids, the school was their was their refuge. Um, they loved being there. Yeah, you had one little girl come up to you and say something that when you told me just a few minutes ago, just kind of broke my heart. Yeah, I, we were we were working on um, sometimes if one of the kids was struggling or mm-hmm. if they were really far ahead. Yeah, um, I would take them and, and kind of work with them a little bit. And one of the girls just broke down crying on me in the third grade. Yeah, um, saying that she was a failure, um, saying that you know she wasn't going to mount anything. And she was in the third grade, um, and it, it just absolutely broke my heart. Um, and it really set me on a path and, you know, really, that's also helped me into being a ph- philosophy major and kind of understanding, right. you know, ethics in the world and how people interact. When it, you, you know, you, and I've read interviews with you talking a little bit how it, it was at that point you really understood how some of the inequities of the past, everything from slavery to, to Jim Crow to some of the other things, were having real effects in what was going on today. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I study inequality and that's yeah. what I'm going to end up studying at Oxford. And I'm studying economics with a focus on on inequality, yeah. and particularly wealth inequality, 
Um, you know, the old adage, it takes money to make money, unfortunately, right. is, is very true. Um, and we have communities in Mississippi who weren't allowed yeah. to have property, who weren't allowed gain wealth, and we had communities that did. And so as wealth, again, accumulates, takes money to make money, so there's communities that are accumulating it, and then right. there's communities that weren't. Um, and one of the things that I study is, you know, busting the myth, you know, that hard work and all it takes is to succeed. I to mean, pull yourself up bootstraps. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, there's, there's, there's thousands of determinants. Yeah. Um, and in Mississippi, you know, I, I, that's one of the things I want to work towards, towards... Mm-hmm you know, overcoming some of these inequalities. And I, I love Mississippi so much. Yeah. And I really think that if we're going we're gonna to progress and move forward, we've got we've to start overcoming these. You see so much in the news about brain drain. Mm-hmm. You know, people of your generation that say, okay, there's no opportunity here. I'm going to go to, well, go to Oxford or go to MIT as you're kind of hoping to do, I guess, to get your doctorate, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then they never come back. Yeah. But you want to come back. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you want to do when you come back? And, and do you have with those degrees? Yeah, um, so I want to get my PhD in econ and yeah. also a law degree, and take me about seven years to get back to Mississippi all in total. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm I'm hoping and trying to expedite this process, to get back as soon as possible, just to get um, involved in in some way in in, right. in public life and in service. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people all the time. You know, if I was from a state like Massachusetts or Delaware that had everything together, I don't know that I'd feel this sentiment. Yeah, um, but. Um, I'm going to hijack a James Baldwin quote for a second. I, I, I love Mississippi more than anyone else, so mm. I reserve the right to criticize her relentlessly. Right. And, and I really think that we can make Mississippi you know, this incredible force um, in the U.S. with our arts history and the music mm. and the culture that we have. Um, and I, I really want to be a part of that you know, renaissance of source that I, th- I really think is coming. You know, by going to Millsaps, it offered you some opportunities of leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, you started out student government and, and kind of rose through the ranks, ended up becoming student body president. Mm-hmm. That was that was a really important piece for you, wasn't it, to be yeah. able to do that leadership component? I think it was because I, I really figured out how to interact with people. And I came into Millsaps thinking I was this hotshot who'd read all these books, yeah. thought I had all the answers. And I, I definitely rubbed some people the wrong way, and I've, I've asked for an apology for them because yeah. I thought that I had the answers. But how did you rub them wrong way? Yeah, just, just, like, just like just like like advisors and student government being like, oh, like, I'm so smart. Like, I think we should do it this way. But, right. But that's, that's not how it works. That's not how a team works. That's not how you move forward together. So I, I learned those hard lessons my first really two semesters at Millsaps and then and really started working as a team and starting to, to see the things that we were accomplishing on campus and the things that we got done. I was really pleased after leaving student government and after my term as student body president what we accomplished. I remember when I was in school, one of my classmates became a Truman Scholar, and I always thought that was incredible. And, and I think your volunteer work your freshman year at the school was one of the components that helped you become a Truman Scholar, wasn't it? It did, yeah. Yeah. So the the Truman Scholarship was founded in the memory of Harry S. President Harry S. Truman. Um, A lot of people, um, like you have the Lincoln Memorial, you have the Washington Monument. Um, When they asked Harry Truman what he wanted, he said he wanted a living scholarship. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm a part part of this monument, kind of, um, living up to that a lot. But... um, so they looked for people who were wanting to get involved in service, and they picked one person from every state each year. Yeah. Uh, and I was chosen as Mississippi, Mississippi's representative last year. That's not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> no, so you're, okay, you have your checklist here, yeah. and you're knocking through it pretty good. So you're thinking, okay, I want to become a Truman. So you, you become a Truman Scholar, and you think, okay, Rhodes is up next. Yeah. What is the process of becoming a Rhodes Scholar? Because, I mean, that's a fascinating story in itself. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge process. Yeah. Um, we have... Um, an application where you need nine letters of recommendation, yeah. which uh, being at Millsaps, like I had trouble narrowing my list down to nine. Yeah. But, and um, also you, you have a resume that goes where they look at everything that you've done, and you have a 1,000-word personal statement. Wow. Yeah, just 1,000 words to tell your whole story. 
And, and I, well, and, tell us a little bit. I mean, what would what, you say in that thousand words? Yeah, what we talked about today, me, me noticing the inequities that we have in Mississippi mm-hmm. um, and just my, how I want to work to address them in Mississippi. Um, my, entire, my entire statement was just about Mississippi. And yeah. we, um, so, we, so through the process, about 800 people apply and about wow. 200 people make it to the interview and 32 mm-hmm. are chosen. Where's the interview take place? So my interview was in Birmingham and there was 16 of us and two of us were going to walk out as Rhodes Scholars. And these kids were from, there was two from Yale, two from West Point, one from MIT, one from Stanford, Um, just an incredible group of people. And we were going in with our interviews. We had 25 minutes. People were going in and coming out and be like, yeah, like, what did you talk about? Like, yeah, I talked about me working on this, this nuclear reactor or me working (laughs) on this problem in the Middle East. And they're like, no, what did you talk about? I was like, I just, I talked about Mississippi. Um, for 25 minutes, talked about my love of Mississippi, talked about Jesmyn Ward, oddly enough, for a yeah. good chunk of the interview. And they were like, yeah, you talked about Mississippi? And then, and then at the end of the day, they lined us all up and they told two of us that we were Rhodes Scholars. And I just, I was in tears. I remember like the whole world went blank. For, so you find out right on that day. Yeah, it was, wow. right, it was right afterwards. And I remember rushing home as soon as I could and met my parents here in, in, in Jackson. I remember calling them on tears. I think that's the, the happiest moment of my entire life, calling my parents. And I was planning this this grand thing of like kind of tricking them a little bit, then letting them know. But I just called and I was like, I, I won, I, I won, I won. I'm a Red Scholar. And they were like, Who, What? Yeah. Did they say, Are you kidding me? Yeah. And they were they yeah. were they were crying so hard that neither of them could get in the car to drive to Jackson. Oh wow. Yeah. So they had uh, they they barely beat me there because they sped. But but it was it was about. Hopefully they didn't minutes. take the no, trace because no, that would have no, been a big I, ticket. No. Yeah. So it was it was about 40 minutes before okay. they could before they could head out. But it was absolutely life changing and. And I, I couldn't have done it on my own, all these people in my life and all these people encouraging me and helping me along. Well, you had some, I mean, like Professor Townsend, for instance. You had people that had been through the process before, so that yeah. had to help also, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we had um, two of the other Rhodes Scholars from from Millsaps, Erica Wheeler yeah. and Brad Chisholm, were both helped prep me for the process and other um, people who had won these fellowships in the Jackson area got behind me and helped me. And that's what I love when you, when you hear the names of the the Rhodes Scholar winner here in Mississippi. Most of them are here in Mississippi yeah. still making a difference. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's really what solidified my drive to come back to Mississippi, Yeah, um, especially with the Truman community because all nearly everyone that's won in the last 15 years from Mississippi is here in Jackson. Oh, really? And we have we have periodically have lunches and dinners. I was about dinners to say, you go, go, go hang out and talk about, it's, it's, pretty, it's like I've, I've got yeah. a couple friends that are MacArthur Grant recipients. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, just, it's like, yeah, I'm Jerry Mitchell, who I work with. He's like, yeah, I just sit in the room and look around going, I really don't need to say anything. I'll just listen. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that point you've won and you're thinking, okay, I've got to pack and go to Oxford now. Yeah. Wow. And so how did you decide, okay, what am I going to study and everything? Did you already have that in mind before you? I did. On my application, I said I was okay. wanting to study economics. Okay. And it was a tough program to get into. But luckily, I got into the program at Oxford after applying. Which they give you full scholarship. And this is the part I like, travel money. They do. Yeah. yeah. Full, full room and board and travel money. So I'm hoping um, over the next two, two and a half years to travel to every country in Europe. Oh, that is going to be such a, that's going to be an education in its own right. I've spent essentially 22 years of my life here in Mississippi and yeah. you know, Mississippi boy abroad. Um, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a real blast. And I've, we went back, we went over uh, last spring to, to England and like the first couple of days we were there, we ran into somebody from Mississippi. Yeah. So, yeah. You are going to run into people yeah. from Mississippi over there. And I, um, there's this great place in Jackson that sells Mississippi shirts. So I've gotten a habit of wearing them everywhere I go. Exactly. And I was in Chicago last week and I was walking down the street and I'm like, you're from Mississippi. I'm from Mississippi too. We should talk on the phone. And we, we ended up talking on the phone a couple of days later, and they're doing similar to what I want to do. They go to Southern Miss. Really? Yeah, so just those Mississippi connections run strong, and it's, 
it's so close. We truly are a club, aren't we? We are, yeah. We are. So, I mean, that's that, that's almost a goal thing, though. You, here you'd planned, you know, in high school, I'm going to be a Truman Scholar or a Rose Scholar. And you did it. It's almost like saying, yeah, I think I'm going to train and climb Mount Everest. And then you're standing there at the top thinking, okay, now what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but, but, but I don't want to tell people that, you know, all it takes is, you know, just this, this hard work and right. you know, wanting to be a road scholar and studying and reading these books like this. I mean, I've had so many opportunities and breaks uh, coming from a family that supported me, coming yeah. from an area where I didn't but have to say, worry about. But your parents sound to be, they yeah. seem to be very, just incredible people. Yeah, and, and not having to worry about where my next meal would come from. And I've had, I've had so many breaks and I want to hope that, you know, more Mississippians have the opportunity to be road scholars and to have right. these different opportunities in the, in, in the state. We'll talk a little bit about brain drain. We, we touched on it a few minutes ago. Um, that's, people kind of touch on it, and sometimes we don't hear a lot from the, you know, maybe from some people in leadership positions about it. But how serious do you think that truly is for Mississippi, and is it, how, how do we stop it? Yeah, I, I think it's extremely serious. Um, my, my, one of my good friends, a Truman Scholar from the University of Mississippi, his name is Jake McGraw, has kind of led the effort on this and studying it, and he's yeah. the one that kind of christened the, to- the, the term about 10 years ago. Um, and in, in his class at the, the Old Miss Honors College, him and one other person from that class are still mm-hmm. in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's incredibly sad just yeah. how many, you know, one of our number one exports as a state is our, is our young people, is yeah. our educated young people. And Mississippi does an excellent job of educating people. Mm-hmm. Our community college system is robust. So many people are getting four-year degrees, but mm-hmm. as soon as they get them, they, they leave and go to, to Birmingham or they go to Jackson. Or Nashville, uh, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I... And I really like look at Birmingham and look at what they've did. I, you know, I comment that you know, Mississippi and Alabama kind of were vying for last place, and then Birmingham took off um, and kind of left us behind. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of the revitalization of, of the different communities in Mississippi. And I think if, if we're going to become a force, that Jackson's just got to be this, this cool community. And, and I studied economics, so I want to talk. You know, sometimes I lean towards talking about these numbers, saying that, you know, people want higher wages, they want more of this. I, I really think the young people just want to be somewhere that's cool. Right. Somewhere they can raise their families, somewhere that they feel like they're accepted. Um, I, think it, I think it transcends the numbers. Um, and I, I really want to do all I can in creating these networks where we're, we're keeping in contact with each other. Be like, hey, like, please come be a part of my community and my friend group and my network and just see how much people are thriving. Um, until I got to Millsaps, I didn't really see people thriving, um, like being really happy and really loving their lives until I, until I came to Jackson and seeing the different communities and how they operate. Right. Well, one of the things with technology that amazes me, and I'm, I'm fairly creative what I do for a living, but I'm getting to the point now where I can do pretty much where I want to do mm-hmm. anywhere because of technology. And how, I mean, if you're coming into a community like Jackson, do you have to make sure that it has fiber? Do you have to make sure the education system's good? I mean, what are the components that make a city cool? You know, one thing I look at is just, you know, how integrated in the cities are. Yeah. Um, Jackson and Mississippi as a whole is still very, very segregated. Yeah. I mean, the studies show over and over again that whenever you have segregated communities, the, you know, the, how well students do in the classroom is right. decreased. Um, you know, how people get along is decreased. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we're building this this sense of community here, but there's still a lot of obstacles we've got to overcome in Mississippi's history to, to get there. Right. Um, and I hope, like me, vowing to come back and other people are doing the same thing that, that they're going to see that. And I think there's so many opportunities for young people to get involved in, in Mississippi. If I was to go again, like to a Massachusetts or Delaware, it may take me 30 years of working to feel like I'm making an impact in that. Right. I, I could come here and have a job and six months into that job feel like I'm really making an impact on people's lives here in Mississippi. I mean, I think that's just a feeling that 
you know, transcends how much you're making an hour, what, how much your wages are. What's the easiest way to make a difference here? Do you think it's through government? Do you think it's through the private sector? Do you think it's through a foundation? How do yeah. you how do you foresee? Because you obviously are the kind of guy who maps out the future. I mean, you have a good idea mm-hmm. where you're going. Where, where do you, what do you think is the best way to make this happen? Yeah, I, I think all those things have to be acting in tandem yeah. together. Because we need these people who are starting these jobs here so that we're injecting our economy with, with money or right. and moving things forward. Um, people who are investing in our buildings and our downtown areas, making these hubs. Right. Uh, and we need, we need government officials who are passing laws that you know, they're inclusive of everybody, uh, that have everyone's best interest in mind or, and are based off of best practices that have been tested in other states. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm really happy that's happening in Mississippi is the work with our Head Start. Yeah. Um, the governor... Um, is working on projects now uh, to make sure that, you know, Mississippi already has one of the most robust Head Start systems, but it's been shown over and over and over again. And if a Nobel Prize winning economist came down to Jackson a couple months ago to talk about it, um, having these early, early childhood interventions make an impact, but doing stuff like that, um, these things that have been, that have been tested and true, um, and really putting Mississippi on the map. Like, I really like what, what Mayor Lumumba is doing in Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, making it a cool place where I've, I've, I left here for, this is the first time I've been back to Jackson in three months, and like there's so many places being built. There's so many yeah. construction sites going on. You know, I have to give that to a sense of just like this is where people want to be, and I'm, this is where I want to be. So. Have you been home for the last three months, or have you been traveling? What's been up? I've been in uh, D.C. Okay. for the last couple months. That's with, right. Uh, you the were the an intern, Foundation. weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. Talk about that. I mean, talk about that job. Yeah, I was, I was interning with a, with a behavioral economics think tank yeah. um, in D.C. called Ideas 42. Uh, that worked on different problems in the state using some of these like psychology methods, you know, to get people to you know apply for things and sign up for different programs. Um, and during this process, I lived uh, in a dorm on the same floor with all of the Truman scholars from every other state. So me and we, I just went on a went on a road trip, went to, and visited the Illinois scholar and the Ohio scholar, um, but seeing these these communities. It strikes me that. I mean, winning the award's nice, the scholarship's nice, the educational opportunity's nice, but it seems like the just the relationships that yeah. you develop is, is gold. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I, I never think about the money, that the $30,000 I get from the Truman Foundation. That's nice, but that's yeah. not what I'm, I'm here for. Right. I'm here for these networks that I build, these these best friends. Like, I talk on the phone with them daily, and they encourage me, because we're all have dedicated our lives to going into public right. service. Um, you know, it's, it's really easy for people, people like us who've done really well in school to, to take different paths and go make a lot of money, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but, you know, our path is to, to get involved in public service and do the behind-the-scenes work. So it's really encouraging to be a part of that community. I can't get the third grader out of my mind. Yeah. I, just, I just think about her crying and thinking she was a failure. What advice did you give her? Yeah, I, I remember just, you know, kind of shocked, didn't, didn't know what to do. There was, it was me helping two students, and I, I pulled her aside and was like, no, I mean, like you'll get this. It's it was we were reading a book together, and I asked yeah. and I asked her to read it to me, as the teacher kind of instructed me to do, um, and I gave her a big hug. Um, and the next day she was fine. I came to Mr. Noah, Mr. Noah. Yeah. Um, but still, that moment and the hardships that these these children go through at such a young age um, is just really shocking, and the looks on their faces. And right. I don't know. It's just really what what got me going to to, to try to make a difference and try to get involved and understand. Right. To how to fix those, and a lot of it has to do with you know decreasing the, the inequality that exists in Mississippi and the rest of the U.S., um, and then the segregated nation nature of our of our cities, yeah. of our churches, of our neighborhoods, of our schools. You know, the, the thing that really strikes me is that you didn't have to care, but you did, yeah. and that that's a big part of it. All right, so like I said, Oxford coming up soon. Um, gosh, 
what do you bring? <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, you, you get yeah. you stick on an airplane. I mean, you can't exactly like it's not like move-in day at the dorm yeah. here in Mississippi. I mean, how do you get ready for something like that? Yeah, they, they do a really great job of kind of giving us a, a process of like what we need to bring, what we need to take care of when we get there. Yeah. Uh, but I got two bags, each fifty pounds. Um, I bought my first real winter jacket. Oh yeah. A couple months ago, when they all went Their on. Their weather has been insane summer. for the last yeah. year or so. Yeah. Good yeah, it's luck. Been super hot, but I, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I've heard that in the month of January, at Oxford gets a total of 30 hours of sunlight in the entire month. Oh wow. So me being from Mississippi and, and loving the sun and being out in it all the time, it's it's really hard. My um, Kenneth Townsend has this great story that. When he was there at Oxford, it was 80 degrees one day, which is really warm for there. Yeah. And he went for a run, and somebody stopped him and was like, is it, is it safe to run when it's this hot outside? Oh, that's funny. And he's like, that's, we do this when it's 100 degrees in Mississippi. I know. We, we, were, we ran into people in London, and it was like 50-something degrees, and they're going, this is so unusual. This is so bad. I said, this is wonderful. Yeah. This is great. Absolutely. I, I just Anything you'd like to add as, as, as we're starting to wrap up here a little bit? I mean, what advice would you give somebody right now, maybe somebody who's fifth or sixth grade that's watching you and thinking, I want to become a Truman Scholar. I want to become a Rhodes Scholar. What yeah. what do they need to be doing right now? Yeah, there's. I mean, I, I think you need to be to be reading a lot and, and learning about your surroundings. The roads, the, the main thing that they're kind of looking for is people to just have um, tons of energy to make a difference in the world. And yeah. it's hard to have tons of energy about something if you don't you don't know about it and find right. where that area it is. It, it may not be Mississippi for them like it is for me. It may be science or it may be history. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that, there's that path out there and just start reading as much as you can about everything, about things that you like, you don't like. Um, I, have, I, have, I have like a, a library of used books that I've accumulated home, just hundreds and hundreds of them. Uh, that's one of my favorite things of going home is just seeing kind of that process and, you know, to get involved in, in sports and things. But you know, education is really you know, yeah. what's going what's gonna to change people's lives and move people forward. What do your parents do for a living? My parents um, own two small health food stores. Do they sell your passion in a bottle by chance? <laughs> I was no. thinking about maybe getting some of no, it. No, they don't. No, okay. and, I, and I've got a lot of drive from, from seeing my parents do that. Yeah. Mississippi is one of the most unhealthy states in the U.S. And, I've noticed that. And, they're, and they're, they're running these two health food stores, and people, yeah. are, people are really coming to them. and. You know, people who can't, because of how healthcare is working, and people can't afford it, they can't afford to get sick. So yeah. People are coming to my parents to take vitamins to fortify their immune system. But you know, seeing my, my parents help people in those local areas, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that's another way to do it, the, the small businesses. Uh, it's not just going into public service or running for office or, or getting involved in the courts. There's so many ways. Um, the, the biggest way to have an impact in Mississippi is just to, to move here and stay here and get involved in your communities. Well, Noah, thank you so much for joining us today. Godspeed on your journey, and I look forward to you getting back home. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, thank you. Yeah. I'm Marshall Ramsey. Thanks for listening today. Subscribe to this podcast to be updated on new episodes. Conversations is produced by Mississippi Public Broadcasting.